Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. We're going to mumble and we're live, but I'm going to mumble until I get the TV to show up here. (laughs) It took a second last time. We've got a, we've got a laptop of computers. Yeah. It's like a community. A laptop of computers? A a cart. Oh, cart. Full of laptops. Oh Oh my God. I've been doing this all day where I've just completely jumbled every sentence. The kids are looking at me and I'm like, I didn't say that right. Let me try again. Brain's just on. Since their brain's on overdrive from thinking about freaking big deer too much. That's exactly what my brain is. <sighs> all I did all day today was look at maps. Ah, oh, nap would be so nice. For Illinois. Maps, not maps. maps. See, that's one that I misinterpreted. I probably said maps. I'm looking at maps or places <laughs> to take maps. All right, let's do this. You ready? I got some Which freaking button is I got some pins I can send you. Very peaceful. Good, yeah. <laughs> this is the OKS Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, because that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKS Hunter. What a day. Here we are. It's Tuesday. Welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast. We're happy you're joining us today in our cozy studio here in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome to the longest week of the fall. Feels like it's already been. We're just about there. We're pressing through, getting through that lull. Pour up a drink, crack a cold one. Could be a water. I don't care what you're into. Put a lemon in it if you want to. That's Ooh, fine. Cucumber water. There you, there you go. go. It's like it's summertime. We're drinking uh, this Long Branch because it's the only thing I have in here right now. <laughs> Drop time was like, hey, we're sending you some stuff. And I'm like, doo 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 doo. Where is it? You got um, some empty drop times. Yeah, I got the vodka, but that's not what I'm trying to drink when I'm doing this. I want that brown water, you know? Anyway, uh, where are we at? So I'm like pretty ill ish you're sick bro i'm on the mend i think uh so if i'm like short of breath or snuffling sniffing in the mic like that loud breathing today it might be eric <laughs> it is gonna be me. And i apologize <laughs> me. i apologize but you know we don't really stop for nothing on this podcast i've done this podcast with no voice i think our hundredth episode a long time ago I, I lost my actual voice and we did it anyways really and all technology failed completely i was like we're doing it anyways it was Power greg's first room. ever time oh, it was greg's first. <laughs> yeah, he's like What's going on? Sign I was like, me up, boss. And he stuck around. It's a good sign. So I'm like, well, if he can stick with you through that, then I think we, we're, we're good. He's not going nowhere. Well, he knew it could have never been worse. Yeah. He, he experienced the worst. Now it's only to get better. But he's he's out hunting tonight. Yeah, he had a tough night, man. I thought it was going to be like pretty good for him, but it's pretty rainy and miserable out there. He said he saw 25 deer. I didn't get to read the rest of the message. I was too busy setting all the stuff up. So we're Yeah, he said 80 yards was the closest so far. So he's, he's on dope patrol tonight. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm checking religiously to see if I get a little uh, update here, but it's got to be pretty dark out there already. Yeah, it's pitch black from what I can see right now. I mean, it's maybe that's not true because the basement. Well, it's gloomy as hell yeah, out there. it today. is. 
Low light conditions. Uh, so yeah, we got. Uh, we're, we're, for those that don't know, we're presented by uh, Spartan Forge. If you can head over to SpartanForge.ai, they'll, they'll probably get baked into the conversation. They normally do. Mm-hmm. I try to do a call out in the beginning, but it's pretty common for us to talk about their app as we go. They just did some updates to the UAV stuff. There's some. I don't know if it's an issue or an update, um, but like the historical pictures or imagery that you can pan through wasn't working so you had to just go in and re-update it through the app store i maybe need to do that because i couldn't get mine to work either so So you just gotta do that real quick yep um because i'm making pretty heavy use of that like at this point i'm actually using it to see who's parking in public land access spots because the photos are taken daily yeah so i'm like are there cars there oh that's a different car oh that's a different car so i'm like holy shit i i can like get an idea of hunting pressure without having to drive around nice i've been using that since you showed me how to work it on our upcoming Illinois trip, because some of the spots, like the edge of the ends of these points of these ridges, have like little openings and like grassy, you can tell, yeah. kind of like brushy. Yeah. But then I can like flip through. I can see those real easy in like the the summer view because it's all green and then there's big patches. But then I can flip through to those winter views, and all of a sudden I can see, oh, there's cedars around this edge of oh. this one, and the cedars are worth. What I found, they love to bet on. If there's a cedar on a ridge, they're going to yep. bet by that. That's pretty cool. So I've been flipping back and forth like that real fast to check out the yeah. cedars. That's good to know. I know when I was in uh, Pennsylvania, Johnny Stewart pointed out the precise tree I was to go into. On, on Spartan <laughs> Porch? On Spartan Porch. This is the tree. This is the tree. I was like, oh, wow, you're not kidding. This is a tree. And I found it. I was like, this is it. Like, I couldn't mistake it. It was crazy. Awesome. So very, very accurate, high-resolution imagery. You're not going to find that anywhere else. And, and to tap that all off, it's on top of their deer movement predictability. So it's good shit. Um, at some point, I'll let my vector arrow fly. <laughs> It'll happen. I, I lost one, just, you know, but not from shooting one. <laughs> and you too, right? Like, you haven't, you've had an encounter at least. I shot a doe, so yeah, I sent a right. vector through one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I passed two small bucks. Otherwise, I have not seen, not seen the one I'm looking for yet. All right, all right. And we'll see what Greg does tonight. And, and Tyler on our team, he he did shoot a doe also. Yep. He's, he's the first vectors. one to draw blood. Yeah. So vectors are are eating over here a little bit. Uh, Latitude outdoors. I, I know. I think you hunted out of the saddle on the last. I shot my doe out of the saddle. I've been yep. using the saddle a little bit more just because I've been bouncing around to an area that it's really hard to get in trees. Yeah. So I've just been using my sticks as like my platform. Mm. So it's easy because I don't have to carry too much. And just well, however many sticks you get up, you just stand on the top. So I've been doing that quite a bit lately. It's less comfortable on the sticks than a platform. Definitely. But it does work. If I wear my hiking boots, though, like I don't have huge feet. Mm-hmm. And I have some really stiff hiking boots I wear. It's really not that bad for me. Yeah. But I'm only I'm going after school. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's in, quick sits. It's like two and a half hours max. Yeah. So I can put up with yeah. that. If you're doing if more doing than four, it'd be... Four hours would be miserable, yeah. especially if you had like rubber boots on. I can't, I don't <laughs> that's what I do. That's funny. Yeah, interesting. So that's good to know. Um, what am I? What am I? Nail drop time, Spartan Forge, Latitude. Am I missing Vector. someone? Am I, am I missing someone? Go are they plug. here with me? Uh, are, they, are they our <laughs> guests today? <laughs> We're going to spend the whole episode talking with Braden Ware with Go Wild. Uh, Braden, I don't even know what your title is over there anymore. You've been promoted like 18 times because you're such a stud. What are you, what are you doing over there? Uh, so my title is growth specialist. Yeah, that's the official. He's the guy I need to and that's, title. that's a work-related title, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, and it also applies to growing mustaches and mullets. So Mustaches and uh, mullets. That's the name of your next podcast. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> The rut stash and, yep. and the there's got to be something that blends with the word mullet that I can't think of. You're pretty yeah, quick witted, Derek. Something. <laughs> <I got nothing. laughs> the way I've been using words today. Uh, it's not yeah, 
<laughs> Maybe that's what we're looking for here. This really <laughs> makes it up. <laughs> the creative speech. That's yeah. what I've been doing today. <laughs> so, uh, Brayden, thanks for joining us. You're out of Indiana, just south of, wait, south of Kentucky? North? North of Kentucky. <laughs> north of Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. My brain knew that that was totally botched. <laughs> Let me Spartan Forge that quick. <laughs> I normally don't catch myself. Uh, Anywho, so tell us, I mean, we, we talk about Go Wild every week on the show, but let's get your perspective on it because you're in it. You're there. You're part of the growth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing about Go Wild is the community um, and just having a place where we all hunt, fish, shoot, camp, hide, cook, whatever it is, can come together and all kind of start on the same page. Like we all have a basic understanding of each other and uh, it's a place to, you know, ask your questions share stories and then ultimately find the gear that you need uh, for whatever, the, whatever those things are. And we, we found a cool way to kind of tie uh, the social media side of what go wild is into the buying experience to help, um, you know, folks that are getting into a new hobby or wanting to upgrade or whatever they can kind of socially validate um, the different products that uh, they're taking a look at. So um, yeah, that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. I love that you just said socially validate. Because I thought that was like one of the big pros of like what you guys doing are are doing on Go Wild with having the product reviews there. Because like you can get to know people like on social media and see what they're using and get actual firsthand like experience, like you know their review of it without like having to look like I don't know. You know, you always go on like I always check like Amazon reviews when I'm gonna buy something, but then you're like, how credible are these reviews? Like these people probably have no clue what the hell they're talking about. But doing it on a yeah. like, form like Go Wild, people who are spending their time in the outdoors doing what you're doing, socially val- validating it is a great way to put like the info you're getting is way more valuable than checking an Amazon review that who knows what <laughs> produce that. Right? Just the other day, I was yeah. like, I was like, what? By the way, like, what is Amazon's choice? Like, you can see, was it preferred choice or Amazon choice? I didn't even know what that meant. Like, what is this signifying? And it is, like, Where commonly reviewed, co- highly sold, highly, you know, reviewed or, or whatever. And uh, that was a new term that I, or a term that I've seen for years. I just didn't understand it. But to go wild's point, like, to actually see, like, I like, no one trusts this person. I can obviously see that they're engaged in the outdoors and outdoor activities. And I can see even on someone's profile, like which outdoor activities they're engaged in. And so then it gives not only validation, but credibility. Absolutely. And then they can tag their gear. So we're going to get into that a little bit because you're, you're probably like the poster child of it because you work there, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, we're going to break it all down uh, as to how some of that works and what it looks like. And just some of the nuances of the platform, because there's a lot that go wild has to offer that. I don't think people fully grasp or care to understand or like why would i go to another platform i have to use another one now it's kind of the common like response i'll hear from people like i'm already on these yeah. platforms i really need to go here too i'm like yeah you do <laughs> like and here's why you know yeah, yeah. but no it's uh to the to the points about the reviews i had a funny thing happen today where um so we work with garmin we sell a lot of garmin products and they have this new uh like inreach messenger it's kind of like this puck thing i don't know if you see the inreach minis and things like that but it's a similar concept, but it applies to like texting. Um, so it's something I'm actually going to get. I sat in the woods for four hours and my wife couldn't text me. Uh, and that was bad. So I'm not going to let that happen anymore. But um, I was, so I was doing research because I was about to publish it on our website, which I ended up doing today. Uh, so I'm, I type it into Google and I look at the, the top four results uh, at the top of the page. It's four different companies. All four of them had 
4.1 out of five stars and exactly 10 reviews. And this thing just came <laughs> out. So I just felt like that totally spoke to how all these other companies are like totally astroturfing, using some sort of service to get customer reviews piped in from who knows where, um, you know, from day one to make it look like there's this actual, you know, use of the product and the people that validate it. It's like, there's, there's no way. Um, all, all of those companies have the exact same number of reviews and they all gave 4.1 stars. Like, um, versus us, you have, you know, in some cases, like thousands of pieces of content from posts and setups and reviews and comments on a single PDP from, or a product page, um, from, you know, people that are actually doing it, you can go click on the profile of someone that left that and see, you know, what they do and then send them a direct message and ask them about whatever it is. So, um, it's just, it's a whole new way of, of looking at it. And it's like totally tailored to people that do stuff outside because, the gear matters so much to us. Um, in some in some cases, it's like you know safety stuff that we need to know it works. Um, or you get out in the west and you know you don't want to have a pair of binos break or something or fog up when they shouldn't. So um, yeah, that's I just thought that was kind of a cool example. It's a great example. And by the way, to switch gears a little bit, uh, I'm sharing on the screen here our friend Drew over at Oak Tree Dreams. I can't talk that either. Uh, so what's going on guys? <laughs> Jarrett just drew blood tonight on a big buck Woo! just now. So congrats. And if they're Dang. on go wild, Brayden, tell them what they can do if they're on go wild, okay. if they tag a deer. <laughs> <laughs> if you tag a deer, you can log your trophy. You can give some information about it. You're going to get points for it. And then those points you get turned in for rewards. So you can get discounts and win trips and get stickers and hats and shirts and all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. Pretty like it. So when you say it's focused on the community, you're, you guys are constantly trying to find like really fun ways to give back to that community and encouraging that participation and that communal kind of engagement. And, uh, it all kind of keeps coming back inward to the community and it's awesome, man. It's super, I don't have the screen on us. Of course, I'm such an idiot with this stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but tell us, I'm going to, I'm jumping around a bunch and we're going to wait, work our way over to your gear setup, but mobile hunting is something I put in the title that I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, it's something that I had started out doing in the, I've never said this right. The Shimwanigan Nicolay national forest. Is it Shimwan? How do you say it? A lot of people say Shwamigan. Shwamigan. You just let me say it incorrectly with no problem, Derek. <laughs> You're just like, okay, Eric, the Wisconsin I saw the look on your face. <laughs> Dude, it's like the nicest guy Spurs, ever. They don't ever say anything. Right? Yeah. I just let him go. Schwa Schwan Damn it. I can't. Schwam Okay, as Hunter. <laughs> F my life. Nicolay National Forest in Wisconsin. And uh, my dad had these, uh, oh, God, a API hang-on stands. And he had a really big one that he used because it was big and comfortable and he could move around in it. And he gave me this little tiny bitty one. A, a climber stand or a hang-on? A hang-on. And the steps were, and I've talked about this before, people that have listened for a long enough time are like, oh, Jesus, he's going back in time again, Eric, like the old man. <laughs> but it was these like little L hooks with some rope on them, and you put the rope around, hook it into the other side of this little L metal bracket so you don't screw them in. You put a rope around, then you just slip, knot that rope tight, cinch it tight, and that was your step. Strap. I had a satchel full of these, like a postman satchel of these with rope tied around them, and then I would put one in, one on the tree, Put my boot in it, my big Mickey Mouse World War II boot that was colossal. And then, boom, <laughs> do the next one. Put my boot in. So I was climbing a tree literally a step at a time. 
Strapping uh, them on. Strapping them on. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it like when it was cold, those the rope would like stick to itself inside of the satchel. I'd untangle rope. Dude, it That's was a lot of ropes too. You think of twelve steps, there's twelve ropes. It was, it was a ton. And I can't then keep one pull up rope untangled. <laughs> then I get to the top and I'm like, then I would use a T screw, tee it into that tree, which felt like difficult. And then I would put the stand onto that and then latch down with this big bracket, this metal bracket that I had to like, it wasn't a ratchet strap, but it like had this clamp on it, you know, when you clamp it down. Yeah. Cam buckle. So I always had to use my teeth on one part of the strap to like hold it tight, you know, and rush it down. And and it was just a metal clanking all around. I'm like sweating. I'm just an orange blob. I wasn't bow hunting it. All this to say that was mobile hunting. I was mobile hunting. I was doing it. I was clunky. Uh, it wasn't good. I fell down once, uh, and I got stuck like a turtle because the stand got stuck under a log, and I couldn't get up. Like, <laughs> it just was like not great. Fast forward to now, and I'm still not great at it, but I'm holy crap, man! The world has changed. So, with that being said, I think everyone's got their thing and their setup and their stuff, and you can go into mobile hunting forums and people argue till. The cows come home about what works and what doesn't work, or how to trim some pounds and so forth, yada, yada, yada. Um, but it is a thing. And I'm curious, Braden, what your setup is uh, and, and how that led you to tagging your first archery buck in Indiana. So let's talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's so quite the lead. I, sorry, I like man. saddle hunting. <laughs> that was like, What's I'm that? sorry. I was just going to say, sorry for like the huge, long Loved it. story question. <laughs> No, it's good. Uh, yeah, uh, so I like saddle hunting. Um, that's that's the uh, mobile hunting method that I've, I've landed on. Um, I kind of started, I guess, my first like foyer into it was using a climber. Um, and then that was horrible. Uh, I had a really big one, uh, and it was just like just weighing me down. Uh, I had such a hard time hiking around, hunting a lot of public land and stuff. Like, we're we're getting out there a little bit. So I was just absolutely struggling. Um, so then made a switch to, uh, hang on. Um, and so I hunted, uh, and still do hunt almost every time I go hunting with my buddy, Phil, um, called Philly goat. And, uh, he, uh, saddle hunted like from the beginning of last season. And, um, so when we would go out, he would bring sticks and then I would bring hang on and we would climb the same tree and I'd put hang on, hang on, go on one side. And then the, the platform would go on the other and we'd hang from the same tree. And that's kind of how I spent last year um, for the most part until uh, the end of the season when I got into saddle hunting so I could kind of get up in my own tree and do my own thing. But um, so now I'm, I'm, you know, fully into saddle hunting and um, had practiced through the summer and uh, really, really got good at, you know, being able to do it on my own um, and kind of refine my gear. So um, I'm running a, a tethered phantom saddle. Um, I have a, sis hauler that i put on that um and i run hawk helium sticks and then the tethered um predator platform um and you know just a couple things i've added to it from um 3d genesis uh or genesis 3d i think what it actually is they they do like 3d printed saddle hunting accessories um that has really kind of made my saddle hunting setup a ton better this year a ton more efficient um, where I can kind of hang my sticks off the side of my saddle as I'm climbing the tree instead of having to go up and down the tree multiple times. Um, and then I have an FHF gear chest rig um, that I really like. I use that for 
fishing and hunting. This time of year, it's obviously just hunting. Um, aside from a fly fishing trip here and there. And uh, I actually hang that off the back of my saddle as well. Um, so that's something this year that I've been doing a lot more than I did last year was actually using the molly straps on the, the saddle to hang stuff. Um, and yeah, so that's that's the, the basics of my saddle setup. Um, and I've got, that's my whole hunting setup there. I've got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's how I climb the tree. I've gotten really efficient. Um, I use a, a rope method to, to tie the stick to the tree. Um, it's just light and easy. Once I learned the knots and everything, I can get up the tree pretty quick. And um, yeah, that's that's the, the gist of it. That's a great setup. And uh, I think, the, I mean, the Hawk Heliums, they have their... They have their reviews online, and people either like them, hate them, but they're a great value for anyone who's starting out in mobile. There's no there's yeah. no arguing that. They're phenomenal value, and the double steps are awesome. Like, you have to love those. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I, I really like them. Um, and actually, so my buddy Phil, he upgraded his sticks last year and just gave me those. So um, I was, you know, more than happy to have them for free and actually, you know, get to, like, have my own sticks to use and, you know, I really like them. Um, I, I was at a deer camp this past weekend and one of the guys there, uh, had the timber ninja carbon fiber sticks. And, um, for the first time picking those up, I was really like, Oh wow, these can get a lot lighter and that would be a lot better on me. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that would probably be one of the first places I go to when I'm starting to work on like cutting weight out of my system. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not that extreme yet. So I'm just, uh, you know, I'm good with where I'm at and, and using this. And then, you know, like Eric mentioned, that's, that's when I was able to shoot my first deer out of and, um, yeah, pretty, pretty cool, um, setup. I, I definitely love the margin for error that saddle hunting gives me where I can, uh, you know, get in the wrong tree or I can, you know, be in the tree and come up with a different plan and, you know, get down and move. And, um, you know, it, it just allows for a lot of flexibility and, uh, you know, obviously hunting public land, there's so many different places to hunt and depending on the, the wind and the weather and all this stuff, you may, you may want to sit somewhere different, um, you know, for the next couple hours or something and, uh, saddle hunting, you know, once you get the hang of like setting up and tearing down quickly and efficiently, like it's, it's super easy to, to do. And, um, big thing too, is it's like, I've, I've gotten a lot quieter, um early on in doing it i was so loud um like with all the different straps and buckles and you know metal banging on metal and all this crazy stuff um really spending time to like come up with a system um i heard tony peterson on wired to hunt like spent i think it was like 30 minutes he went through every single thing he had in every single one of his pockets of his pants his jacket his backpack his little dump pouches everything and kind of inspired me to be like you know, I, I need a system like that. If that dude has a system, I need a system. And, um, in implementing that with the saddle system, uh, I have, I've been able to feel like, you know, an okay hunter before <laughs> I definitely wasn't even an okay hunter. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I think that's one of my favorite parts about getting into mobile hunting is just hearing other people's systems and their process like really helps you fine tune what you're doing and like just how people go up the tree. Yeah. Like where do you hang your sticks? Where are you doing this? How are you, are you going up twice? Are you going up mm-hmm. three times? Um, so one thing I'm always curious about because when I got my first saddle, 
Um, it became about, you know, well, now I wear the saddle or I throw it in my bag, but how do you transport the sticks? Because now you have this lightweight, like I have little tiny sticks that are doubles, so I don't have my big ones anymore. But like, how are you carrying? So how many sticks do you have, first of all? And then how do you transport them into the woods? Are you putting them in a pack, on a pack? What do you do? Yeah. Uh, so I have, um, mine are three steps. So they're a bit longer. I have three of those. Um, and they like, they stack together. They have like suction cups, uh, that they actually like kind of plunger together. Uh, so they're super quiet. And so I take them, I put them, I have a Diablo, uh, VT backpack and it has like a cinch system on the outside. So I can take and lay the sticks down on the outside of it. And then it has three clips where I can clip it to the back of my backpack. Um, and for like long hikes and stuff, I actually found a way that I can actually put my bow on my backpack too. So I can hike in with hands free. I put my saddle on at the truck and I just have hands free, everything ready to roll. I get to the tree, take my backpack off and start, you know, rolling up the tree. So, um, yeah, the Diablo VT backpack, it's, it's a little big, I'd say for like, you know, for what people think of saddle hunting, I could definitely like use a smaller pack and do, and you know, do that. But I kind of wanted a backpack I could use for a lot of different things if I was going to spend that type of money. Um, so, uh, I wouldn't say it's like the perfect saddle hunting bag or anything like that, but, um, it, it works for me for now. And, um, I've been really happy with it. Awesome. Yeah. The thing that I enjoy most about it so far is going back to that super old school setup that had fatigued me a bit. And so I just kind of stopped. At some point, my dad had gotten me the old, um, you saw him when we went out together. Uh, I brought my extra sticks. Those are the ones that my yep. dad got me a number of years ago, the three sticks with the alternating, uh, you know, side, the steps. They're lone wolf. I, I don't know what they're called anymore, but um, I, I had those for a minute. And uh, somewhere along the way, I was just like, man, this is just too much dicking around. <laughs> like, I just... I get, I'm so tired of getting <laughs> snagged on stuff and all this and that. So I just hunted from the ground for a few years. And from a safety standpoint, somewhere in there became a dad. And I was like, oh, man, climbing trees is dangerous. I've been in some pretty strange predicaments. <laughs> when I was young without kids, I was like, yeah, who cares? Um, now I'm like, I, I need to care more. So saddle. So then, then I got back into it when I met Greg. Uh, and he became part of the podcast. He set me up with his Lone Wolf Alpha and the same climbing sticks. Um, but he had more of a system. <laughs> than I had with my, cause I was using sticks that weren't designed for the tree stand and it just wasn't great. So at least this stuff was designed to work together. Um, and so he kind of taught me about, they taught me how to like put the, the strap around the stick for, I was like, Oh wow. I never would have so ready for the next. Yeah. Just sim simple, just simple yeah. things like that little hacks. I was like, if someone doesn't yep. teach you this or you don't see it on YouTube, you just don't think of it. So I was like, what do you do with all this excess strap? Whatever. So then I was like, okay, this is good. And I had a, I had a shot. I took a shot at a really nice public land eight pointer the the week before I got the one that's on the wall in here, and uh, I wouldn't have that buck had no idea I was there. The only time he realizes there is when I flew an arrow across his back. <laughs> like I was I was in a position to be very deadly, and there's I wouldn't have had that opportunity that deer from the ground. Like no way. So that being said, um, where I'm at today with my saddle setup saddle setup is I really enjoy my small form factor. I run a small Lone Wolf custom gear bag. I don't know which one it's called. It's green. It's really nice. The zippers are quite smooth. Everything opens up really nice. Got lots of straps for sticks on the bottom, my bow on the back, uh, like sweat your <laughs> clothes. Yeah, all of it. So it's really nice. What I want to get to currently, my I strap my I use my um, the the saddle platform is from Lone Wolf Custom Gear, and so are the sticks. 
and I have a J hook that hooks the sticks to the stand or the platform. And I can tighten that thing up so that nothing is moving. There's no sound or movement. There's no clinking or clanking. It's tight. Um, So that's nice. But then I have to strap it to my backpack. And why I don't like that is I can't get in my backpack until I take that thing off. So once it's on, I'm like, I better have everything out that I need. I think you saw me open up like six more times (laughs) just at the truck at the trailhead. That always seems to happen. And when when you have something strapped, like when I strap my backpack to my tree stand, (laughs) I switched from, I used to use a fanny pack. Yep. with the shoulder straps, but now that we do some filming and I got my camera arm and yep. my camera, so now I run a small backpack and I strap it to my stand sitting above my sticks, but when, as soon as you put that strap around your bag, it's like, oh, let me grab, oh, I gotta undo uh, the yeah, strap. Yeah, 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 I have that. loose and it's just <laughs> it's so like, annoying. Come on. So where I, where I want to get to is I want to be able to put, my, my sticks will fit, but the platform will not. I want to get a platform that fits with the sticks inside of the bag. And that'll be my like dream setup because then all I gotta do is put on a backpack and go. And now, like the old days when I would get snagged on everything, stuck on everything, I think I shared a meme gif or movie clip from Toy Story when Buzz is trying to get on the fence. We got the rocket strapped on his back and he gets stuck and, and Woody runs ahead. And then Woody had to come back and like, <laughs> you know, get him through the fence. That's what happens to me like 18 times a day when I'm out there with this stuff, feeling like a turtle. So I really just like being nimble. Being, feeling like I have a free flow of movement. And then when I get there, having that system is important. Like I put certain straps and ropes into my uh, dump pouch in a certain order because I know the order in which I'm going to need them. And when I put them away, they follow that yep. same order back in too. Like little things like yep. that help a lot when I, you're in the midst of climbing a tree. I, I definitely, Braden, we want to get to your deer story for sure. But while we're on this, I think like, the mobile hunting, whether you're a saddle hunter or a tree stand hunter, like the level of efficiency to be good at it, yep. like your brain kind of opens up in new ways of like, oh, I can double my use of this. Like instead of bringing extra things, yep. you start figuring out how to use it differently. Um, I was talking to Eric about yep. using my, yeah, so I've got the the custom gear double steps and they're like 17 inches, so they're short. And I've got eighters on them, but the eighters fold yeah. up. So it's a 17 inch profile. And what I've been doing when I don't yep. have a saddle platform is my backpack now. Now that I'm wearing a backpack instead of my fanny pack, I the straps that come over your shoulders, I just tuck one side of the double steps off each side, and it sits right in between me and my backpack. And the profile is so small, you don't feel them. It actually holds my backpack off my back, so I don't sweat as much. <laughs> and I don't, I don't have to bring anything extra to carry them, and they're not in my hands. And then when I go up my tree, I just loosen my backpack strap so there's more room, and I hook my two steps, one on each side, and I climb my tree like that, pull them out as I need them, and it's, like, working perfect. No extra gear, holding the gear. Yeah, less trips up and down matters. So, like, efficient. the yeah. Genesis 3D stuff, he's got little clips that hold on to the, the Molly. Yeah, that's or what was it called. Was it called Molly? What am I saying? They make Molly clips. So Molly like clips. Most of their stuff fit into, like, the Molly web. Yeah. 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 Not that's to a be great hard. system. Anyway, so, th- like, these are the things that you can get really deep into, and this is where I think Go Wild is fascinating because – Currently, the only alternative really is like used to be forums on the internet. Good luck with that. Uh, then it's groups on <laughs> Facebook, and those are fine. But like, then you got to follow like eighteen hundred rules and a dictator. And then like you say something, and eight hundred people like dogpile you and kick you in the ribs. This time of year is <laughs> terrible for that too, because like if you are in any of those Facebook groups, you know. But like everyone comes out of the woodwork for hunting season. Yeah, you're right. So it's just I'm so sick of reading these. Just mean, rude, just jerk <laughs> constantly. It's go wild, insane. Really have that. Yeah, go wild is 
like I've not witnessed that there, but the whole thing is the thing. Like <laughs> I don't, you know, I can, I can ask, I see in my notifications, so-and-so asked a question is looking for advice. I can do that too, or I can yeah. post something on and I'll get valid responses from people that know what they're talking about. And then you have the gear component right within the app. And I know that, you know, cause we talk all the time uh, that you guys are adding like a, a metric F ton of, gear and products and brands right now so i know that'll only increase uh, in awareness and to get better like as far as i'm aware you guys have no exclusivity contracts with any one brand or something i can't imagine what they have to pay you for that but um you guys are pretty agnostic it's just a matter of getting more more brands in right correct yeah totally agnostic so yeah so let's hear how you put that gear to use yeah how'd you Uh, kill your buck Indiana public land i want to hear the story Cool. Yeah. Quick shout out though. I saw my boy David Nowakowski's in the comments. He's the man y'all talking about the community being great. It's great because of people like him that like are always helpful answering questions and uh, asking questions too. He asks a lot of questions that I'm sure like a lot of people getting into bow hunting and fishing and stuff that, uh, you know, he's asking them on their behalf. And uh, so, yeah, just wanted to shout him out real quick. Uh, yeah. So for um, the, the hunt that resulted in me killing my first archery buck, um, was, was kind of a, a quirky thing. Like, uh, I feel like a lot of, I've, I've heard this like increasingly now, maybe cause it kind of happened to me, but just like, uh, a lot of people talk about when you have like weird sets or you have like, you're kind of, sometimes you're going out on a limb or maybe you had like something go wrong. And when you're going out there, like those seem to be the time that you kill deer. Um, like that, that's kind of what happened here where like we had, uh, the hurricane Ian down South, uh, like just totally flipped the wind in a way that like we had not prepared for in like most of our hunting spots. Um, you know, me and Phil hunt almost exclusively public land, um, up here in Southern Indiana and have like, you know, scouted our butts off and been, been all over the place looking for stuff, found some great spots, planned some sits here and there. And, um, you know, when the wind totally like went the opposite direction, uh, for basically, you know, two and a half weeks, we're not going to like sit on the couch and wait for the wind to get right. We, we wanted to try to find a way to, you know, hunt those spots. And, um, I think we kind of, both of us were kind of a little protective over this one spot we have where, um, Phil actually shot an eight point there last year. And, uh, we have a cell cam out there and it's, you know, just massive bucks. So we, we've got, you know, 14 and a 12 and, you know, a couple of their brothers running around out there. And, um, you know, we're just, you know, this is the spot where the big bucks are kind of thing. And we were both really hesitant to go out there and hunt, um, in a weird wind. Um, and so we actually found a place on another, uh, you know, another piece of public, um, that we had never been to before, um, that we kind of just from e-scouting, we're like, let's go there. Um, you know, this, the wind is good. It'll be kind of off this field and just sight unseen, like had planned to do that. And then we always do this, like before a weekend of hunting, we're, we're talking about, you know, what's going to go on and stuff. And the more we went back and forth, we were kind of like, man, like we have pictures of actual deer on camera at this spot out there. Like it's, it is what it is. We need to go out there and hunt where the deer are and stop pretending like we can find deer where we don't know if they're there or not. Um, and so we decided that we're going to go to the spot where we've got all these, uh, you know, have had all this big buck activity. And like I said, Phil shot a buck there and, uh, we, you know, basically 
just said, screw it. Uh, we're going to go out there and pick a spot around there that was more favorable to the wind um, and just start looking for trees. We planned to have several sits out there over the weekend and um, did. Like went out there and, and hunted. I had a, a gigantic, uh, the biggest deer I've ever seen in person um, actually snuck up on me down there um, on, on one of the sits kind of came out of nowhere, just completely quiet. I was actually had my head completely turned in an opposite direction, listening to what I thought was another deer. And when I kind of brought my head around, there was this gigantic thick 10 point just staring right at my tree at about 15 yards. Didn't see me, but staring right at my tree. Um, and I was like, okay, kind of the game plan here. If he walks this way and turns right, he's dead. If he walks this way and turns left, I'm going to watch him walk out of my life. And that's what ended up happening. He just turned left and started walking. And I actually noticed, uh, now that the sun was up in this area, there were all these logging roads that had been cut, uh, back there. And I walked, I had to have walked over several on the way in. Um, but I didn't know they were there. And so I watched him literally walk to a logging road and then just take a right and follow that road. Um, and from listening to, you know, like the, uh, Beaumar tonics of the world with like, you know, big woods hunting and stuff, they're constantly talking about logging roads and, and how, you know, those are great places to hunt and everything. And so kind of stumbled onto the spot where there's a logging road and then proceeded to see, you know, several deer, um, on other sits out there and finally kind of landed on this, this tree that was like 10 yards from the logging road with like very clear sight lines, um, you know, to make a shot either you know, directly on or just on the other side of that logging road and, um, was sitting there or was, you know, hanging there or whatever. Phil was in another tree a few hundred yards away. And we all of a sudden start hearing a doe blowing like 150, 200 yards away, something like that. And I'm texting Phil, like, man, did we just get winded? Like what just happened? And he's like, I, I don't think so. He's like, I, I, I it doesn't really make like the wind isn't going that way. It doesn't make sense that you know, that doe would be blowing. Um, and so we kind of just waited and he texted me and he's like, be ready, which I kind of like, we're always texting each other, stuff like that. I didn't really take into account what he meant by that. Um, and what he meant by that is sometimes a doe will, will blow at a buck and that buck will come, you know, moving your way. You never know. It can, it can cause deer to move. And, um, so, you know, lo and behold, I heard, you know, a deer coming through the woods about 80, 90 yards and finally got into a spot where I could see, and here comes this, what I thought was like a 45 point buck, uh, <laughs> coming through the woods, just like, uh, right for me, right. Um, you know, planning to cross the road from what I thought. And, um, you know, just from watching the deer move through the area was kind of like, okay, well, he's probably gonna, you know, start coming my way and, you know, he's going to go behind this tree. I'm going to grab my bow. He's going to go behind that tree. I'm going to draw, he's going to step out on the road and I'm going to take a shot and, um, literally followed the plan for the first time ever <laughs> on a deer, uh, a, a deer actually did, um, <laughs> what I wanted it to do. Um, and when he, he stepped out he got all four feet onto the road and, um, I shot an arrow at about 27 yards and, um, it was kind of a weird scene. So the arrow like went into the deer. Um, and I saw him kind of like lift his left arm or like his front leg, not arm, <laughs> lift his front leg 
and go to take off running. And I saw the back half of my lime green arrow go like flying through the air. Um, and then he took, took off running basically downhill. And, um, I thought that I potentially one made a bad shot on the deer or two, you know, missed completely. And like, it blew up when it hit the ground or hit a tree or a limb on the way there. Um, and then all of a sudden just heard like a ginormous crash, um, you know, in the woods or, uh, in the, in the, this Creek bottom area. And, um, I called Phil immediately and was like, dude, you know, I just shot at a buck. I don't know, you know, if I hit it, here's what happened. Um, and so both of us kind of like, you know, keeping our expectations low because of the weird scene. Um, but Phil was like, man, I think I heard him pile up down there. I think I heard you hit him. Um, you know, there's a loud pop. And I was like, well, that could have been the arrow breaking. And so we get down there and, uh, we get down there and the arrow, um, was broken a little in half, like probably about half, um, and had like three drops of blood and a little bit of hair on it. Um, and then there's just like no blood in the area. Uh, so, you know, we're like, I don't know, like kind of look around a little bit, decide that we're going to, you know, hike our gear out and go take some time and then come back. And, um, I marked like some pins and stuff around where I, I thought he was in this area. The arrow was here. This is where I was and kind of, you know, started looking at the map to see like potentially where blood trails could be and stuff when we get back in there. Um, and so, yeah, then we, we came back in, I went, like we went straight on the map to where I thought he would be and he was not. So then we went back up to the arrow and excuse me, sorry. Went back up to the arrow and, uh, just started like taking different lines into the, into the woods, trying to find blood. Um, and then eventually, you know, we we found a few drops here, a few drops there. We're going, walking through, just following, a, you know, just drops here and there, nothing, nothing crazy, like nowhere to seen. It was just very sporadic. And then finally got to where, um, I found like the other 12 inches or so of my arrow with the broadhead on it on the ground. And then from that point, uh, lots more blood. Uh, it was like a lot more blood around, you know, two holes in the deer definitely helped, uh, you know, with blood coming out and, uh, finally got down to the, the Creek bottom and he had basically mangled himself into a cut down tree. Uh, he like ran himself into the, uh, the limbs at the top and just wedged himself all up in there. Um, so we ended up getting him out and, you know, field dressed him and drug him out. Heck yeah. Oh yeah, man. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Was he, was Thank he buried you. up? Was yeah. it pretty hard to see in that treetop that was down? Was he, was he buried in there pretty good? Uh, no, not really. It was actually like, there was another tree kind of in front of him, uh, like between us and the part of the tree. So, um, I actually didn't, didn't see him initially. Phil saw him first and he was like, you want to keep blood tracking or you just want to go get him? <laughs> <laughs> so then I looked up and there he was. <laughs> I've always found that the best, uh, thing you can do on, on any hunt is have low expectations. <laughs> That's like the best advice. Built I a brand around yeah. <laughs> exactly. The oh. other thing is if you have a tree to stop them, like then your track job gets a lot easier. I mean, you really did a lot right there. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It, it is. It's <laughs> Just shoot him around a bunch of down trees. 
<laughs> it is unbelievable, though, and I think anybody who's bow hunted and shot at a deer or shot a deer can probably relate to that. <clears throat> but, I mean, I'm a pretty confident guy in, like, my abilities and what I can do, but when I shoot at a deer, when I release an arrow... I immediately am just in pieces, second-guessing everything I've done. <laughs> Did I even hit it? Oh, my God. Like, I instantly become, like, the most hypercritical and, like, insecure person in the world <laughs> when I shoot at a deer. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I totally felt like I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I, I <laughs> even though I watched in front of me, um, you know, what all these, these signs you're supposed to be looking for, uh you know unfold i just i still like couldn't let myself believe it or something it was it was weird um but and, and you know after hunting an entire year an entire season of you know not shooting anything uh i didn't really expect it to be that i was tagged out you know the second week of <laughs> our archery season like i was like this can't be this this isn't right it, awesome, it, yeah the i don't know if there's like you know like in death there's like these these stages grief denial blah blah, blah. i feel like in deer hunting it's like denial and disbelief and more denial <laughs> and more denial yeah. it's you know it's your insecurities flare up like all these weird things start to happen to you that normally would never happen like the most confident person's like what well, this isn't right you know and i didn't believe it when i got mine either i was like standing over it and talking to my wife I'm like I-, I guess i got one she's like what do you mean you guess i'm like i'm standing over it. she's like it's a dead guy. I'm like, it's dead i'm looking Seems at it that. i don't think it's alive i'm but i was like my brain was not processing that it had happened like i was like did this did I finally do it? Did this happen? <laughs> so I, I totally know the feeling. I have a, uh, I have a very okayest moment. So I, I walk up to the buck and, you know, first thing you grab, uh, on your, your dead buck is, is the rack. Right. So I go down, I, I grab and go to lift his head up and he goes, Mah. like <laughs> he's what I, I thought he was dead. And like, I poked his eye and everything. And, um, so I drop his head and back up freaking out. Like he's alive, Phil. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. And Phil's like, I don't know. He, he was messing with me. He knew he was dead. He was like, he's like, yeah, dude, I don't know. You should poke him again. Like, so, so then, you know, come to find out that this happens. But, uh, so then I, I went back and looked at his head again and it was just like, five straight seconds of just like, man, <laughs> I've never had that happen. Uh, yeah. yeah. I would have freaked out too. He was just mad that you scared the crap him. out of me. You didn't say hi. He wanted you to say hi. Yeah. <laughs> he said hi. Yeah. Yeah. Tony's comment there about the Zoolander. Yeah. He's not an Ambi Turner, Tony, not a, not an Ambi Turner. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Blue steel. Dude, I, I've never had, I've awesome had my story. fair share of uh, well, I've had one pretty ridiculous encounter with what I call the zombie deer. It just refused to die, which was sad and not great. But the the sheer will to live on some of these animals, man. I'm like, how many? Like, just die, <laughs> let it go, man. Like, God, this is terrible. What is wrong with you, you sick fuck of a deer? <laughs> like, trying to live in everything. Yeah. Oh, I know. Just let go, man. Like you see the light, go to the light. That's a better place, I promise you. But that's interesting. <laughs> you watch any hunting show like uh, from up in Alaska or Canada, Newfoundland, where they hunt caribou? Caribou seem like the exact opposite. They seem like the easiest. <laughs> I'm out. Know. Like you just give them a stern look <laughs> and they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and, like lay down. It's like those fainting goats. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. Well, I you did have a caller earlier, and I couldn't get to the 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 phone as fast because we were all kind of in dialogue in the beginning. Uh, I think of someone named Nick. So, Nick, sorry I missed you. The phone line is open uh, for the last few minutes here. If anyone wants to call in, the number's on the screen. It's two six two seven five seven forty one twenty two. If we got any hecklers for Braden or anybody wants to share <laughs> their their mobile setup or a story, whatever you got for us here. But your your setup is pretty awesome. Uh, I noticed you're. You're using a thumb release. You brought a pistol with you potentially. Like, what what else is in that gear list of yours that people can see on Go Wild that it's just out there for people to see? Like, it's like you dumped your backpack out in yeah. a digital way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, I use that feature a lot just to figure out what to put in mind. Um, the the pistol is, um, you know, hunting public land a lot. Uh, you know, things happen out there from time to time you know, whether that be an animal or another person or, or whatever, it's, it's legal to, to carry. Um, so, you know, I just, I figured better have it and not need it kind of thing. Um, and then, um, and it never happens, but you know, we do have a lot of bobcats in Indiana. I think there's only been like two attacks ever, but I would be the guy I'd be the third. So <laughs> I'd be the third. Um, I always have that with me. We do have, um, we do have a caller. I'm going to inter- interrupt you for the caller because uh, I hate it. to, I'd yeah. hate to miss another one. Uh, so let's bring All it in. Right. We have, let's see here, David. I think we were just talking about you're live on the oh, podcast. Man. Welcome to the show, David. Thanks for calling. Well, all right. Thanks guys. Uh, Hey, Braden, congratulations on the awesome buck. <laughs> Thanks buddy. Appreciate it. So you guys have probably never talked on the phone before, but you've talked, uh, digitally, I bet. So this has got to be a fun interaction. We, oh, uh, yeah. we met, um, at, we also met at the uh, big event, uh, Send It Slam, that we had down in Louisville in July. Rock on. But yeah, most of our uh, right. interactions are been on Go Wild. And you said, uh, yep. David, that Go Wild got you back into bow hunting. Can you talk about that? Um, yes. Um, I used to have like a, like a third hand bow many years ago, and I kind of started getting into it. I also did shotgun hunting. Um, like for small game, upland game, did a few sits on for deer, but never got anything. But uh, life tur- you know, took a turn where I had to sell that. And but now I'm good job, and now I'm on go wild. And it's like you know what, I can get back into it. And with through the community, it has just like totally lit the fire of me getting into archery hunting and everything else. And and then you know, as everybody follows me on go wild, I'm a huge fisherman. So and anytime I'm out there, I'm out fishing any chance I get. That's awesome. That's yeah, a, that's the dude a hell tears of a up the canals. He catches. Oh yeah, it, it that speaks volumes about the the community of Go Wild. It, you know the the people who run it, create it, and all all of us the people in the community is just awesome. And I guess I'd like to put in a plug for like if there. I wish that community was a little bit. You know, I know you guys are working hard on it, but like for new hunters who are getting started and need somewhere to ask questions and maybe don't have mentors or will have questions outside of what that mentor knows, man, I wish they could just, you know, someone could be there to say, hey, check out Go Wild because a lot of, you know, people are turning to what they know, Facebook and here and there. And you see a lot of the groups who kind of turn a cold shoulder to any newbie questions or like, oh, who would ask such a stupid question? And they get these terrible, terrible <laughs> interactions, right, with people who are supposed to be in their community. I wish they could, you know, just find a community like Go Wild that is there to entertain the questions, is happy to help, like what you said David has done on your forum, so, or sorry, on your app. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. 
Yeah, no, man, hopefully we're getting there. You know, I mean, we're, we're definitely growing, uh, and, and, you know, people signing up every day. So, you know, with every new person is, you know, a couple friends they have and, uh, you know, if they decide to get into something, hopefully they're, they're recommending go out to them as, as a place to learn. But yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's the dream. That's the goal is to, is to be kind of a place that people turn for stuff like that. Um, so Thanks for calling into the show, David. It's awesome to hear from you and the fact that you're listening to us and you're on the Go Wild platform. Like, it's pretty cool. It's a positive place. Yeah. Are you local to, to Kentucky? Or? No, I'm uh, down here in Sheridan, Illinois. Small oh, so town in yeah. central Illinois. Yeah. Okay. You're not far from us Wisconsin folk then, the Midwest. No. Uh, no. I'm usually up there for work once in a while in Janesville. I'm going to be in your neck of the woods come this weekend, David. Uh, where are you going to be at? Uh, my father and I are coming down. We're going to be staying in Petersburg, Illinois. Petersburg. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're going to be both. Well, if you're ever, ever uh, right. Awesome. Yeah. Excited to do it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Sorry for the lag. I think there's a bit of a lag here, but that's all right. We th- Thanks again for calling in, man. And, and, uh, Participate in our content anytime and tune into the show each week, and we'd be happy to have you calling in the future too. All right, thanks. Have a good night. Right, <laughs> thanks, good David. Good luck this season. All right, yep, thanks. It's pretty cool. Well, that's cool. You guys actually got to meet at Sentence Slam. I was hoping you'd get callers from people you've never met yeah. ever. So if you didn't have Sentence Slam, you probably would <laughs> have known him, but uh, that's awesome. And yeah. A hell of a yeah, no, he met my, he met my whole family at Sinded Slam. Uh, it was pretty cool. He got to, we were hanging out with like everyone on the Go Wild team obviously knows David, but he was like meeting our families and meeting other members there. I mean, it just, it felt like a big family reunion. Everybody's hugging each other. Like we've known each other our whole lives just from like being on Go Wild. <laughs> That's what you're doing cool. for, man. That's, those are the interactions yeah. that you're, you know, you remember and you know, they make a difference. It's more than community. It's almost family. It's awesome. I know there's a lot like Tom DeCray. Yep. He he came to a trade show here in Wisconsin and he's big on Go Wild. And we saw him and his sons and he yeah. bought a bunch of our hats. And I was like, it's you. I see you all the time, but I don't know you, but it's good to meet you. And like, yeah, there, there's more people like that that we've been running into as of late too. I think just because we have a stronger presence on Go Wild, we're doing more there. We're talking about you more, you know, we're submitting articles and the podcast that you like. Yeah. If you listen to a podcast and you're on Go Wild, you can, as an activity, Say you listen to a podcast and it logs your time against that and builds your profile out to like, hey, you listen to these podcasts. And it's just all around, man. You guys have thought of a lot of things. What's on the horizon that you can talk about? Anything? Um, on the horizon I could talk about. I mean, I know something like for David specifically, uh, him and some others that are huge anglers, um, you know, we really don't have a huge product selection in the fishing category. Um, and that's a, that's a really big focus of ours right now. Um, you know, we're, we're bringing on tons of products, but we're doing it like in a, you know, a thoughtful way of like, how do we get gear in all these different categories and different price points for folks that, you know, are all over the, the ranges of, of, you know, you know, I'm going to spend X, Y, Z on this pursuit and spend this on that pursuit. Um, and so fishing is, is a huge focus of focus of ours, both fly fishing and um, you know, bass and salt. So, uh, that's, that's something that's coming. Um, we've got some, some cool things coming up, uh, for the community. Um, we're, we're going to be doing a form of like a, a fitness challenge, uh, around January and February, uh, just kind of getting folks, 
uh, ready to roll for turkey season. Um, so that's just going to be like a big community involvement thing. Uh, the workouts are going to be specifically for people that are getting ready to hunt um, and prepare them for, you know, hunting activities and things like that. Um, you know, we're, we're planning Senate Slam for next year. And it's we started planning 2023 Senate Slam the day that 2022 <laughs> ended. Um, you know, we learned a ton, but having all this time and then having, you know, additional resources to invest and, you know, bring in more partners and stuff like that to the event. Uh, next year is going to be, you know, 5x better than, than this past year and hopefully you know tons and tons of folks are there and that's another you know successful event for us um yeah uh, i mean i i think we're going to continue to see the android platform get better for go wild that's something we've been working on a lot uh android apps are typically something that um you know companies and developers struggle with just because there's so many different phones to develop for and um it's a it can be really difficult to develop for but we've we brought on brought on an incredibly talented um, Android developer that's going to be working on that platform um, and and improving that experience. Um, trying to get that in parity with our other platforms. We're really happy with where the iOS platform is, but think we could grow uh, in the Android area. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the the most noticeable thing for folks is just going to be product selection. Um, like, that, we're, like that new hat. We're you're kind wearing? of getting to a point where. What's that? Like that new hat you're wearing. <laughs> it is a new hat. Yeah. Yeah. I, me and, and some of the others on the team, we're like, we're hat snobs. And so we've been begging for a rope hat, you know, for a couple of years and finally, uh, did a small run of these guys. So, uh, that we're pumped to have it. This will, this will probably be like my daily hat forever. Um, this, I, I freaking love it, but, but yeah, we're, we're getting to a point again where like, we've been focused really hard on like bringing in this large mass of, of products to compete with, you know, any, any retailer out there. Um, but we're getting back to a point again, where we're going to start going after those, um, specific brands that are offering something, you know, cool or unique that maybe other folks haven't found yet or don't, aren't promoting yet. Um, and you know, that's, that's kind of how we started. Uh, but we needed, we needed product selection, not everybody saddle hunts. Um, and so we had to, you know, expand there and, hopefully that's where everyone can start to see a big, a big change for us. No, that's great. That's great to hear. I mean, everyone's always up to the next thing. There's always the next thing to do. And there's always like every brand that we'll bring on. It's like, Hey, we're developing this thing. We're getting into that category. We're doing these things or this event and so yep. forth. So, you know, and, and usually a lot of this stuff is like very close to the vest and behind the curtain until, you know, it releases or drops because there's a lot of competition in this community and it's small the hunt category. Yep. So I can understand mm -hmm. people not wanting to disclose everything and it's all good. We had, so, we had Alex chop yeah. on last week with latitude outdoors and, and he's like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we have a YouTube show. Oh, he's like, Oh yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, <laughs> but he's like, well, that, yeah, you're hearing it first on the okay. Center podcast where we have a YouTube show. It's <laughs> like, well, people are going to find out anyway. It's like, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty funny. He's like, Oh uh, no, awesome. I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about this. <laughs> Uh, and then he's talking about they got yeah, sticks that they're coming out with. And he's like, I, I can talk about that we're coming out with them. He's like, I have them here, but I will not show them on the camera. I will not slip up on that one. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. We, there's a, there's a few things in the pipeline like that for us, but uh, it's, yeah, it, it's exciting stuff. I wish I could just blab about everything because it, it's what I love to talk about, but I, uh, I can't go into everything, unfortunately. <laughs> No, it's all good, man. Uh, I think the the domain that I send people to is time to go wild.com. I think that's probably the best one to send yeah. people to or search for the go wild app in the app store. When, when I talked to Brad, like, yep. I don't know when, 
this thing was being started when he saw his basement. He had, yeah. like, at the time, the DNR here in Wisconsin, I think they still have a Go Wild yep. app. So, like, the name yep. Go Wild can be synonymous with other things. So, like, getting the domain name right, time to go wild.com is pretty critical here. Um, obviously, you can find the link to Go Wild in our show notes. Um, we link to, in every episode, you can find a link to the Go Wild site. So, you can find it there. Um, yep. We have a discount code. If you mm-hmm. buy stuff, it's a OHP. It's 10% off. I believe that's accurate. You, you have to be the one to tell me yeah. if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And uh, download gowild.com is another URL. Um, we have that one that sometimes is easier for folks to remember. Time to go wild, download go wild. Good, that's good. And yeah, and it's like the logo is really yeah. cool. It's like a G and a W in a really cool way. Um, so if you're searching for it, you know, you can always reach out to us and your DMs on whatever social platform you're on or um, you can find Braden somewhere on the internet. I know you're big on Go Wild. You're not too big anywhere else because you're on Go Wild. I think there's not much of a need to be anywhere else. Yeah, I like uh, LinkedIn's about the only other one uh, that I, that I use. Yeah, LinkedIn's a pretty positive place. It's it's a lot less business than you would expect, depending on who you're following. <laughs> like, yeah, if you follow the right people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you want your deer content, we got a good list for you. That's what you should put together. Uh, yeah, the, the list of people to follow on LinkedIn. You're like, what? You should follow people on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're looking for a break at work. It's permissible, right? What are you doing over there? Oh, I'm on LinkedIn. It's okay. I'm prospecting. Deer. Prospect. <laughs> like, just reading deer articles from like the fair chase or something. That's oh, all good. Well, dude, thanks for joining us tonight. I'm glad that we got a caller. Uh, I don't know. Do you got any parting thoughts here? Uh, down will go off. See you there. there That's go. it. Cool, man. Well, let me uh, end the broadcast. As everyone knows, this will be live in podcast land tonight. We appreciate you joining us on the show. Thanks a bunch, everybody. Have a good night. Yeah, thank you, guys.